0: Ian Trottier, Discussions of Truth, and sitting here now with, uh, well, introduce yourself here for listeners, please. My
1: name is uh, Tim Foley. I'm the founder of uh, Arizona Border Recon. We're a non-governmental organization that uh, has been watching cartel movements and activity on the Arizona border for the past 12 years going into our 13th year, and we're primarily comprised of uh, former uh, military and law enforcement. We've been watching. It's getting worse. Tim,
0: uh, what got you involved in this uh, citizen vigilante process of saying, hey, wait a second.
1: My tax dollars
0: are not representing me in this sense and I've got to take matters in my own hands well
1: what it was was uh, Obama uh, back then him, the government and the media were quote, uh, spouting two laws. when the first one was you know they're only coming and doing jobs Americans won't do well I was in construction building high rises in Phoenix uh, making $85,000 a year And I was running a 150-man crew to build these enterprises. 75% of my crew couldn't speak English, so I had to have an interpreter. Well, every Monday morning, I would have a safety meeting with my foreman, and I'd say, how many are you missing? How many are you And I'm missing two. I'm missing three. I'm missing two. And it's like, what happened? E-Verify caught So I'd have to call the hall, get more carpenters in to replace them, and then this continued every week. But it was a three-week cycle, because three weeks later, the guys from three weeks prior who got caught were showing back up on the job when I called the hall to get them back more carpenters. And I said, well, what's happening? They're going, oh, well, you know, we just took a couple weeks off, and then we, uh, went out and bought a new social security card, paid a hundred bucks to the union, and it's going to take them another three or so months before they catch us. And so I was under the impression, like most Americans, that E-Verify, once it found out you weren't legally allowed to work here, that they would deport you. But E-Verify, all it said was, oh, you can't work here, but it's all right if you hang out here. So this went on and on until... uh, uh, 08 and the collapse. So I went from uh, 85,000 a year to 12,000 a year overnight. Uh, I lost my house uh, because the banks had created so many liar loans. And, uh, uh, so I lost the house. I lost the Harleys. I had a Harley Davidson shop repair shop. I'm uh, doing quite well. And uh, I was P.O.ed that not one banker went to jail. You know, it was a $16.2 trillion fraud. And uh, so I said, I'm done. Now I'm gonna go see if the second lie is true. And that the media and the government was saying, don't worry, it's safe and secure. So I went down to look at the border, and I got there and I said, you're kidding me, right? Where we did have a fence south of where I lived, uh, was basically a four-strand barbed wire fence. 2008. Yeah, and then uh, about 2000, I started making trips down, uh, trying to still trying to find work, you know, to survive and keep going. And then I kept bouncing in and out on weekends, and after picking up odd jobs, I'll go down for a couple of days, three, four days. And then in 2010, I said, you know what? I either got to commit to being here
0: 24-7 or
1: just walk away. And, but what I had already seen in the, the first two years, you know, between 2008 and 2010, I was going, uh, you know, it's phenomenal. And so I decided to, whatever I had left, I sold. I reached the age where I could take it, cash out my pensions early. So I cashed out two pensions. Then uh, the government, being nice people they are, they took 25% of my pension, because they took it early. Bankers? Just government. Whatever, yeah. Government, you know, it was like, you're taxed putting it in, and then tax taking it out, and tax, 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 so. I sold everything and moved down there, and the first two months I was down there, I lived in my truck, and go out in the daytime, and, gps trails and uh, nighttime i'd go back to my truck and lock the doors and slept with an ar next to me and a pistol next to me and a shotgun next to me
0: Sir, you're a lone a lone ranger at this time tim you're telling me you're doing this by yourself because you're seeing the borders corrode before your eyes and so you're taking matters into your own hands
1: yep and then uh after about two months of living in the mountains I heard through the grapevine that there was a house for rent in this little town right on the border so I went over and Talked to the people who were managing the town and it was the only building the town was basically a ghost town and they said they would let me have that house for $100 a month running water, electrical no, I had to redo all that the only reason I took it was because it was the only place there that the roof didn't leak. so I worked on that I lived there for 5 years rebuilding it and everything but I got evicted out of there because the cartel got a hold of the owners and said, you need them out because we were stopping too much meth and cutting into their profits and uh, it was becoming a pain in the ass to The owner was out. an American? No, Mexican national. Cattle rancher and he bought the town just north of the border. Bought the town? Yeah. Yep. and uh, well it's not much of a town I mean there's houses there but they're all falling apart gas station there's a gas station and a store and a post office and that's it.
0: remember the drug cartel bought this or just a rancher no
1: a rancher but you know when you're a Mexican national you will listen to them or else they'll thin out your family so they forced me out. I was there for five years. And then I moved about 25 miles to the east and uh, got together some money and uh, bought 10 acres. So nobody could ever tell me to move again. And, but that town, there was probably 900 in a couple hundred square mile radius of that town. And there was a nice contingent of uh, open border advocates in that town they were hippies who moved in in the 70's and they built a commune down the mountain and then they found out that the land was so cheap so they started buying up land in the town and started making a presence known and then when I moved there they freaked the fr- frick out and yeah, they're like oh my god what's frick mean well I don't know if I can swear I don't know can you oh yeah they freaked the fuck out that I moved in. I mean, oh my God, the fucking militias moved into town. One guy. But by that time, I had already started Arizona Border Recon, and I had... Uh, uh, when I moved into there... Uh, probably had close to 300 volunteers. And uh, so we what we do is... What we're doing on the border is playing three games all rolled into one. First game is hide-and-seek. You have to go out and find out where they're coming through and what they're bringing. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm a certified man tracker, and I've got 12 of my guys up to be to the level of certified man trackers.
0: Certified according to who? Who gives you that
1: one certification. Of the What 10? does that mean? You have to do X amount of hours at X amount of levels of tracking uh, classes, so we're up to uh, level five, and so basically we have over let's see, but and it's a one-week class, day and so you're looking at about 80 hours per class times five. We have 400 hours of just classes to bring up our skills in uh, tracking and also by just being there and going out all the time you increase your skills you increase your skills so the hide and seek is reading the story that's on the ground what's coming through, how much, when. <laughs> you have to be able to age tracks. You have to be able to tell, are they carrying heavy loads on their back? Are they moving? Who's, tra- who's training you? One of, I would call him one of the top 10 trackers on the planet. Who trained him? Uh, his grandfather was a tracker back in Portugal, and his father was a tracker. And so he learned it from them, and he joined the Portuguese military at the age of uh, 16, and went over into uh, Angola when uh, it was still a Portuguese colony, and taught the Angolans how to track. And then when he did, he came out and became a U.S. citizen, and he's been t- teaching tracking in the United States ever since to military and law enforcement. And he got wind of us, and Liked what we were doing so he came down and started offering us classes. So, uh, I mean, our tracking ability is probably better than over 50% of border patrols. And, uh, I mean, what we have coming through our area is unlike Texas. Texas, they're just pouring across and walking up to border patrol. And they do that where we are, but further to the west. Where we are is nothing but mountains. And they go from 4,000 feet to 5,600 feet. And it's days upon days mountains. And these people coming through are the ones who don't want to get caught. They're wearing full camouflage. They wear carpet shoes, which are anti-tracking shoes, mm-hmm. uh, camouflage backpacks, black water jugs so they don't reflect in the sun. So the people who don't want to get caught, that's why we go into that area because that's where the good shit according to us is happening that's the bad guys it's the dope it's the repeat uh, deportees who have sexual crimes against them who are gang bangers uh, you name it all the bad comes right through our area so what we do is like I say it's three games first is hide and seek so I go out with my dog, because dog? my guys are volunteers. They come from all across kind of dog, the country, Pitbull. Right? And uh, great dog. He's been doing it with me for nine years now. Mm-hmm. And he's well aware of what his job is. And, uh, <clears throat> so when I go out there by myself, I love having the dog, because he's always in front of me. <laughs> and his hearing, his smell, and his sight is a lot better than mine. And when i'm tracking i'm looking down 90 percent of the time and i can glance up and look at his body language and what he's doing and his tail does certain things for different uh, uh what's in the vicinity you know like if there's a mountain lion or something his tail will go straight up and it gets a knot in it and, it gets a knot in it yeah because when he was a puppy his tail got closed in the door, mm. so but that's the only time it shows up, is when there's imminent danger that he doesn't even wow. want to be around. And then his tail will go straight up if he smells them. Because the dope mules and the bad guys coming through, most of them are doing mess so they can haul ass going through it. But when you're doing meth, you sweat and you stink. The sweat stinks. I mean, it is nasty. And so he can smell that. And I know if they're, and depending on which way the wind's blowing, I know which way they're going. And when we go up to trails, if there's a split in the trail, my dog, he'll stop. And turn around and look at me and I can point of which way we're going to go. And then he turns and takes off at the split, which way I pointed. So he's a very smart dog, and he taught all of it himself, but being out there with me. So the first game, the hide-and-seek, is seeing what's on the ground. And then there's also there's low sign and high sign. Low sign is everything on the ground. High sign is broken branches. Uh, and your, your dog
0: has been trained? to No, me. Oh, I see, okay.
1: He's just my eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking for low sign and high sign. Because you'll see fabric caught up on a branch, just little fibers. And depending on what kind of fiber it is, you can tell if they're carrying a load. Because they use these brown or blue Mexican wool blankets for padding for their straps when they're carrying heavy loads. So if we see blue fibers stuck in the branches, we know they're carrying dope And uh, so that's the first game is that once I see the story on the ground, I'll put up cameras so that monitors that trail and solar powered. No, they're battery powered, but they'll last full charge. They'll last up to two months.
0: And I go documenting charting where they're at. Was that- Your that? You're, you're, you're putting a chart down, location? No,
1: I pretty much, I, I know 600 square miles of wow. territory down there, like the back of my hand. I've been there so long. So I know exactly where I put them now. It's just like, and I know where to go again. In the beginning, yeah, I used to GPS them. And then I still couldn't find them. But it takes years of practice, but, uh, and also it's tough with the camera because depending on what time of year it is, because the sun moves further north or further south and so your cameras have to be pointing a certain way or else the sun will reflect off of it and it can be seen and then <laughs> grabbed so this there's, there's a method to put cameras out so anyway i put the cameras out the cameras i'll look at them when i pull the cards off of them. i just go out i pull the card put a new card in it and then i can go back to my place and then review all the footage and um, So I look for time of day, day of the week, moon phase, temperatures, I look at everything to see if there's some type of algorithm on how often, when, what, you know, who, is it regular bad guys or is it dope bad guys, Uh, who's coming down the trail. So once I put all that together, I send out an email to all my uh, volunteers saying, I'm setting this up at this time. We're going to be out anywhere from 7 to 14 days. Who can make it? So out of all the volunteers, I'll get anywhere from 10 to 12 that will show up on an op. And so what we do is we'll go out there. We set up a camp, and we set it up in a certain area that draws the attention of the scouts on the mountaintops. So they'll look at where Purposely. S- yeah. So they look at that, and then they tell their guys... Setting up a decoy, in other words? Pretty much. So they'll tell their guys on the south side don't use that area because they're sitting there. But then my guys were, like I said, former military and law enforcement. We throw packs on and we start going east and west anywhere from two to five miles. And so they won't go here, and then they try to get out and around, and guess what, they run into us. So what we're trying to do is, you know, they have a business. They're trying to get that product to market. They're dope. So, I already know that it takes them five days to walk from the border to the outskirts of Tucson. Because I've walked it, I've videotaped it, uh, i got cameras set up in different parts of the trail, and seeing how long it takes them to get to point A to point B, to point C, to point D, to point... And they're taking the
0: water with them, the
1: whole five, or they, they have water stops? Yes, they have open border advocates who are leaving water in certain areas all along the way. So I know it takes them five days. So what we try to do is block their entry to make them burn up their logistics. If we can make them sit back three days, they're never going to make it. So then they have to fall back, resupply, and then try again. And if they try to go for it, we have guys sitting high, also. They'll call them out, and we can either try to intercept them or we just, with sat phones, call Border Patrol, give them grid locations and what we got, and they'll head them off. So basically, we have what we end up turning into is.
0: A human fence
1: and we're mobile so we can bounce back and forth and eyes in the sky basically and uh, it's it's worked quite well I mean nowadays with Biden in office and border patrol turning just into a, the green and white uber uh, basically what we'll do is we'll sit back a quarter-mile sit high watch him wait for him to come in then we drop down in front of them and Chase them back into Mexico and then they'll go and try to hit another spot. Yet I got guys there, and we do the same thing. We keep pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. And it's interesting. What does a confrontation look like? We've only had a couple, and uh, the way we run things, you know, because being former military law enforcement. I try to set up my operations as safe as possible, so basically we will run them during certain moon faces so that we have ambient light because night vision which most of my guys have but not all can afford so uh, we have to run it when there's good ambient light where you can still see somewhat and uh, because no moon out there you, you can't see in front of your face and it, they don't even move in the no moon because you'll, you'll, break, you'll break your leg. And they don't want to use flashlights. The only people that use flashlights out there is Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. And you can see those for miles. So we use the ambient light of, say, you know, like half moon and right in there. But not too bright where... You could be spotted. uh, One of the encounters we had, we were about 11.30 at night. We were moving to a new position. There was uh, four of my guys. I wasn't with them on that. I was back at the base camp because a lot of times I'll stay at the base camp because it's in the middle of our operation and I know how to get to if something happens as fast as possible to that point regardless of where it is. And I do all my fun shit when nobody's around. And this is their time when they come in. They spend their time, their dime, uh, to come out and help. So I give it to them. And uh, so they were going down the trail, and they came up over this little rise. And there was one of the uh, cartel scouts standing on the trail but not paying attention. And he had a SKS uh, strung over his back. And so my guys just... And that's the only time they're allowed to point a weapon. At, is if they can confirm that there is a weapon on the other person. And so they just raised their weapons and said... Hands up. Weapon down, hands up. And he turned around and looked and saw four guys pointing ARs at him. And went, okie dokie. And so we called Border Patrol and they come in and nab him, and they turn the SKS on the ATF and you know, check it to see if it was stolen or part of Fast and Furious and. Uh, but we've never it, it's, We're getting to the point now Where it's getting close I mean, uh, we've had two firefights On the border in the past month It's basically the same cartel It's just two different factions Of that same cartel Fighting each other this is What
0: cartel is that? Sinaloa that's the uh, Chapos.
1: El Chapo's uh, cartel. So that the most had, powerful cartel in Mexico they used to be. They're not anymore. The Zetas are more powerful now? No, it would be the CJNG. CJNG, the cartel Jalisco new generation. They are the most well armed, well trained, well these, these guys, they've shot two Mexican military helicopters out of the sky and, uh, so what we got in our air right now is still the Sinaloa
0: half aligned with El Chapito which is El, Chapito, which is
1: El Chapo's kid the yeah, other so half aligned with El Mayo yeah, which is
0: like Chapo's uh, lieutenant. In Texas,
1: and um, they're, um, fighting so the so they're fighting for control of the whole cartel. But what they're fighting for is the, the, the route route routes to, route to the lucrative drug trails where we're sitting.
0: They're running to Tucson.
1: Yep. And because the terrain we're in is so brutal so hostile and so inaccessible that's what makes it so lucrative because Border Patrol is trying the to stop yeah, I'm going to have you on the a war that's going on 24 7 so with the shift a shift mentality. So, you so so know, you come in, you got eight, eight, eight hours on the ground, but it's taking you two hours to drive from Tucson to get to the border, then two hours to get back from the border. It takes you four or five hours down on the ground if you start trying to track somebody you're only going to do about a mile, mile and a half an hour and if they already came in 3-4 hours ahead of you they're already long gone so Border Patrol right now I mean, the guys that are on the ground down there, I give them credit for doing the best they can, but their hands are tied and they're being screwed because now with all the unaccompanied children just pouring through over to the west of us in the flatlands, that's Border Patrol's main objective. Look, we got bodies. We have to go after the bodies. So they, all the agents in the area are now moving over that way to scoop up all these people just pouring through the holes in the fence. And that's what they're doing. Now they're pushing all the dope through where there is no board patrol. So it's, it's, it's we're, just, we're being hammered. And it's like, what is it, Friday? Tomorrow, there's, well, I think they already started today. There's a caravan down in Tapachula, or Chapatula, uh, Mexico, down by the border. 95,000 plus started moving today for the border. The one behind that is 60,000 plus. 60? Yeah. So we got 95,000 plus moving. Plus, you've so got 60,000 plus right, right behind right them. Right. And I had some 3% uh, or This is an me. invasion. Oh, yeah. Well, Chip, we're already over just in unaccompanied children since the beginning of the year. We're over a quarter of a million just in kids. We're at the end of August. We were at uh, 1.8 million already from the beginning of the year. We're over 2 million and climbing daily. You know, everybody's focusing on Texas. Yeah. The Del Rio, you know, they're going, oh, my God. Well, in the first week of the fiscal year, October 1st to the 7th, Del Rio had 5,500 coming through. Yuma, same time frame, 5,000, it's almost the exact same amount, but nobody's looking at Arizona, they're all looking at, oh my God, oh my God, don't worry about it. Why? I'm not too sure why.
0: Have anything to do with the audit going on in Arizona? Distraction, keep as much attention away from Arizona.
1: I think what, I think everything that we've been seeing since the election is all part of the plan. The pandemic, you know, was to scare the shit out of people. Don't go vote by mail, you're gonna die. So now we have mail-in election. So the election got stolen. So now we have this huge flood coming through. Basically what they're trying to do is just collapse the country. And From they're... within, oh, yeah. just
0: drag it down yeah. culturally.
1: Right. Yeah. You bring it in uh, so the Pelosi. drugs,
0: you bring it in the criminals.
1: Pelosi, Feinstein, and the other witch of the West, we used to call her boxer who's retired. They all got their start back in the 70s in the Vietnam protests. And they were all part of the Weather Underground, Saul Alinsky, all that. These people have been at this for... Decades, time, yeah, and now they, since they have this power and the, and I tell people, why do you think they're bringing in so many children? Well, look at the education system. They're trying to do the CRT,
0: but the American parents aren't going for this.
1: Well, now we got a whole fresh batch of uh, clean minds that we can wash any which way we want. Man's bad. Where are the racists? Where are the, you know, and people, I've been called everything in the frickin' book. You know, but uh, you look at my guys, half the of them were Hispanic. I got an immigrant from Uruguay, you know,
0: who came here and it's fighting for you. Yeah. For, who, for, for c- the country, America.
1: Yeah, he's got his citizenship, and this is his new country. And going, what the f-? The people I find that are most pissed off about what's happening is people who have done it legally. You know, they're going, wait a second. I waited 7, 10, 12, 15 years to go through all these hoops to become a citizen. Now you've got millions coming through going, we want all the free shit. You know, look at... The As children, like I said, coming through. Right. Up now, to this date, so far, and it's probably more than that. But the last I looked, uh, just uh, what we shelled like, out so for the kids that are coming through—six billion dollars from January to October. Six billion dollars plus. I mean, I got so many numbers in my head of how much money is being spent, and. All what the, the hell is stuff going stuff on? It's, it's, it's insane. You want to know? There's a website. And all you people, go look at it. It's called illegalaliencrimereport.com. North Carolina, for some unknown reason, is the illegal sexual predator capital of the United States. In July, they got... Six dozen from July 1st to July 15th. They got six dozen illegal sexual predators were arrested. And they thought that was going to climb. The following months, they had a hundred and... 132 in August, the first two weeks, and they figured it was going to double by the end of the month. So it's just daily in North Carolina, these predators are in there. I mean, last week, you can go on their site, there was a guy who raped his own 12-year-old daughter. To open, um, to pay these are some sick uh, so people you know because most people don't realize that consenting age in Mexico 12 in some places, you know, places 11, trafficking in America, 11
0: you know it's it's insane
1: on top of the dope that's coming through look you Two years ago, we were losing uh, 44 people a day from overdoses. Now, with all the fentanyl coming through, we're at 95 people a day. We're over 90,000 people a year dying from overdoses. So, what what happened to the war on drugs? Nancy Reagan? And that thing's been going on since the seventies. But when the government puts that title, the war on, they put it on the war on drugs, all that means is there's no objective, there's no goal, there's no end. Let's just throw as much money and make our friends as rich as possible for as long as we can. And it worked with that. So then they came up with the war on terror. We spent six do trillion dollars in 20 to do years to fight some it's bullshit war, and war uh, that we knew we were never gonna uh, going to win because nobody's ever won to in Afghanistan. Nobody. All the way back to they Genghis Khan. Literally, uh, using these Afghanistan's totally motto? Where a lot of empires go to, live to live. die. Well, you had to sure. you to know, and American they know this. It was yes. just to make their people rich. It's, it's, we got the border industrial the complex. We got the oh, military industrial complex. We got the prison industrial have, complex. Um, it's, um, it's, and this and all is all just a big freaking racket. And we're the ones footing the bill paying it and getting screwed. But regardless of how everything goes, I'll still be there. I'll still keep doing what we do. I told myself there's only two ways I would ever leave. One, as if it was what I felt was secure. The border. Two, as if I die. And I think I'm going to be there a long motherfucking time. Gonna, the I'm going to end up dying down there.
0: Tim, do you actively have these <laughs> smugglers and cartels? Are they trying to take you out? Yeah, I get
1: about uh, four threats a year in the past year I've had.
0: But you're avoiding violence with them, it sounds like. You're just chasing them back into Mexico.
1: No, yeah, yeah. oh, it's going to come eventually. I mean, I get threats. I In the past year, I've had two encounters at my house with... Their affiliates. And, uh, you Listen, know, but I greet them at the door with a 12 gauge and a 40 cal and maybe an AR. I'm not running. You know, that's their favorite tactic is just to intimidate. And, uh, they, they kind of realize who's going to run and who's not going to. And, uh, so we just monitor them and we'll, we wait. We all wear body cameras to cover our ass just in case something happens. It's all on footage, you know, film. And, and, uh, uh, but only,
0: you know, well, it's, people, I mean uh, I
1: even uh, talked to the talk the agents park. what well, people don't so realize this it's mess so that we have right now you know, it's gonna it's gonna it's Steve, is going to get tenfold worse because next week in November DHS, DHS is mandating the vaccine for Border Patrol all the agents I talk to say they're going to walk how many have you talked to? Dozens upon dozens. Twelve years old, out of Most of them, their wives are in the healthcare industry. The ones I've talked to, some of them said, "My wife's already walked because she won't take the vaccine." As a nurse, he says, "I'm going to walk." This guy had 17 years in, three years shy of a beautiful government pension. No, oh. but he says, "Not going to happen." I'm not doing it. She wow. said Johnny, They're all starting to say here. that. So DHS is headed up by Majorga. Uh, Nigerga. mm-hmm. is a Cuban immigrant. But he's a Castro Cuban. He's not an American-type Cuban who wants to move here to love his country. He's, he's a Castro Cuban. And he wants this to happen. Just like Pelosi does, just like Sanders and all them lunatics, If I ever met him, I just, the only question I had to ask him is, what color is the moon on your planet? "Uh." Obviously, we ain't looking at the same damn thing, you know. It's not the country I grew up in, but like I said, you know, somebody's got to do it. It's nice to see people are waking up. I just happened to.
0: Your team's growing. You got these guys leaving, walking away.
1: Yep. And I don't know. You know. I got up to over three hundred plus volunteers, and it was just getting way too big to manage. So last year I eliminated two hundred and sixty-five. And Then went through the roster and looked at who, and because I keep track of how many times you come you out come in, mm-hmm. well, in, in what your capabilities been, are, what your background is and everything. So I've weeded them out them but, and now I'm down you, to CPS about seven, eight, eight dozen. But I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. So I got the best of the best. These are the guys I trust with my life. and It works very well now. Just partnering with uh, sheriffs? Sheriffs don't really want to Nobody wants to work it. with us because of the way the media has portrayed us. Hmm. Yeah. And how have they portrayed you? Well, vigilante, militia, right-wing, racist. Not Are you serious. a militia?
0: It doesn't sound like
1: it. No, we're not a militia.
0: Even, even if you're worried, that's a constitutional right, is it? Yeah, that?
1: but I mean, you can go to our website, and even on the front page says we're not a militia. And... It even says, we don't intend to overthrow the government. But uh, what we are is a non-governmental organization. You know, uh, we don't have a rank structure like militias do. My title out there is field operations director. The only one with a rank is my dog, and that's because it sounds cool with his name. His name's is Rock. Captain? Rocco so we call him Sergeant Rocco you know he's got the three bars of a sergeant he's got the chevrons and you know, he's got his vest and but, you know he's the only one with the rank right. my, my other guys are called team leads or team members you know so we're not a militia and I get the flack for that ready all ready the ready time. Ready well, you're of so, the age um, and you're a you militia. No, I'm not a militia. If I want to be a militia, I'll call you myself a militia. I'm not a militia. You know, be 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 because, be be no, because so most. We vet so anybody who website wants website to come out with us. You have to do a job application, basically. Then we'll review the job application, see what your qualifications are. Do you have any military background, law enforcement background? Do you speak any extra languages? You know and if they're okay with that one of my team leads will call you and ask you what do you think we do and listen to what they say versus what we actually do you know, we're stand like know and then if they're okay with them still then they make them do a background check which covers 50 state criminals 50 state sexual predator and government watch list. By if they you pass that, and they want to you're keep you're on, little then little they little have to little notarize little our little rules little of engagement little and little our little standard little operating little procedures, because By notarizing them, they're good in the court of law and our rules of engagement and our standard operating procedures is basically You will do it exactly the way we tell you and the way we we do it You do anything stupid We'll be the first ones to hogtie your ass and and turn you over Because that way Only one goes down not the whole ship and I've had attempts at trying to bring down the whole shit. Mm. I've been infiltrated by the FBI. And we do really. Oh yeah, they trying. They keep tabs on us. I've had colonoscopies by every freaking alphabet out there. And it's coming close to Christmas time watched listened to and but they reach yeah. out to me also hey we hear this about uh, what's happening there, and what do you got you know and I, I will give them information because you know if we were doing anything wrong there's no way in hell they would have allowed us to keep walking around for 12 years even though you have media out there saying oh my god they're kidnapping women and raping them in the mountains come on I said, my mom didn't raise me that way I said, I'm a protector of women And, you know, oh, they're stealing the dope to fund their operation like, No, I'm pretty much going broke doing this you know, um, People go, he's doing it for the fame and the fortune it's like, I really don't give a shit about fame And I ain't making a fortune and I'm just doing what need to be a warrior. You know, needs to be done Needs to be done and should be done you know, the, know, the only the difference is, and it's and great, people are I'm waking up now, but, matters. you know, I was just and a guy so who woke up a, a lot earlier and that. got I off the damn couch. On and I you know, and that's what people so need so to do, is get off the damn couch. these rallies and these conferences, they're great. And when I get up to speak, I still have to speak yet. And I tell people, this motivation right now, fucking awesome. This drive you have, this great, but when you get home three days later you, guys you better keep that motivation or else you're going to sit on the couch once you start sitting on the couch, the hardest thing to do, you can ask anybody who goes to the gym all the time, hardest thing to do when you go to the gym is getting back up off the couch if you took mm-hmm. a break from it, you know, you can't stop, you have to keep driving you have to keep moving just uh, continue to keep moving and moving you know, I mean, so share this, you guys. the Let Arizona Border Recon, share it, I mean, I got my hands full there. But I've started another organization because so some of my so guys much, have come to me up. and said, Thank okay, you, you saved now. my life by being able okay. to do this. It's great. given these so combat a veterans yeah. the a so, purpose so again. It's something they do. It's something they enjoy. Yes. I mean, they're trained send you a copy of this. Well, Not a lot of people can do it. this. We have a saying, you know, in the military and down on the border, awesome. embrace yes. the Praise suck. God. And it all sucks down on the border. Everything out there wants to hurt you, from the temperatures to the terrain, the plants, the insects, the reptiles, the animals, everything. But you have to have that mindset where, (laughs) fuck it, this is what needs to be done. You know, we're out there from zero degrees to to 120, pouring rain, snow, dust storms, it don't matter. We love doing it, and it needs to be done, so by those guys telling me that I saved their lives, I go, well, if we can save a few, why can't we save more? So I started a veterans non-profit organization, and we bought 10 acres of land, and we're developing it to be able to bring veterans and get them out of the city and out into the country where they can look at the Milky Way. Without sirens and what gets about, like, with all that organized chaos of a city, they can see the Milky Way. They can so, watch the monsoons and the I electrical play. storms. They can the look at San San Antonio, the sunsets, which about. Arizona has. I've been around the so, world, me, Mary, the Boston. most incredible sunsets of anywhere I've ever been. I'll grab. And yeah. it's, okay. it's, Love you too. So Love we're you. gonna Thank try you. to help we'll more. Be for you know and. So people are like, well, you know, I got a job, so I can't really protest or anything. I got a job, and I started another one. So I, I wish I had two or three of me, but I don't. Yeah, I know. You know, but the old saying is, you know, my mom used to say is, God only gives you as much as you can handle. You know? So I guess I can handle it. I'll figure out how. i just keep plugging along.
0: Tim, uh, as we wind down here, is there anyone else in the country that's doing what you're doing?
1: No, no, not for the duration. You get people that come out and want to do it, and then they'll get and they be, because when people go to the border, they're they're thinking that these people are going to walk up to them and go, "Hey, okay, here you caught us." Okay, oh god, no, they're they're not trying to get caught. So basically, it's basically sit 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 watch 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 but you have to know the terrain and the area whereas these guys come in and they're like I don't know where we go and they give up and go away you know the first guys I started with they lasted Six months it went away, and I said, Oh, well, now I got the whole house to myself, and I'll keep going. So, we're still going. My truck that I started with has 410,000 miles on it, and it's a two wheel drive. I beat the shit out of that truck. You never
0: had an oil change, huh?
1: No, I, I just used the right oil. I've blown through trannies. It's a secret, isn't it? A fresh one the, uh, what I do is uh, Lucas Oil Treatment. So, um, so firefighters... Um, I mean, so shit, firefighters you can run that thing dry. if You got Lucas just in there, the it'll off. keep going for another couple just, hundred just miles. Oh yeah, I've ripped the oil pans off. I've ripped trannies out because it's all four-wheel drive territory. I finally just got a four-wheel drive. Somebody donated to me. and but, but going through that thing right now. People give you shit when they don't want it. Dude, I'm gonna donate this to you. It's like, well, that's because your wife probably told you, get rid of that piece of shit in your front yard. (laughs) You know, it's amazing. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna make a donation. So I've already replaced the four-wheel drive on the front end, all the tires, the rims going through. Doors didn't open, windows busted. It's like, geez, thanks, nice donation. Now I gotta only spend a couple thousand more to get it up and running. Donate on one of them, I don't have to do shit. But, you know, I take it. It gives me something else to do.
0: Final, final thoughts for some final words for listeners. Uh, Tim, uh, what do you want listeners to, to walk away with? And, and you can encompass the state of the union, the country, state of your country. You're, you're doing this for your own security, but you're doing this for the greater good of
1: uh, Yeah, you... I'm, I'm not doing this for me. Because if I was doing this for me, I'd be up in Idaho, (laughs) sitting on a piece of dirt and go hunting. I'm doing this for everybody else. Because what gets by me gets to everywhere else in the country. And what's happening across this country is, this is not the place I grew up in. And said no. See, I don't need so, to be doing anyway, this. I'm, just so excited. I'm 62 years here old. To share your story. I could be collecting That's Social Security problem. right now. Like I said, sitting in Let's Idaho, bit doing story, nothing. What's going on. Right. But I'd be up there going, I wonder what came through today. What did I miss? But if, if people want to see what we see, we put up some of our stuff, but we don't put up all of it because the guys in the South are watching everything we do. So they can go to our YouTube channel. Arizona Board Recon, They see some of the shit we put up there, but uh, do something, regardless of what it is you do, nobody, not everybody can do what I do, not everybody can do what my guys do, and I don't expect everybody to do what we do, it's only made for a few certain type of individuals, but there's something you can do, go to your, start at the bottom. That's where the corruption starts, like the hear people going to the school board meetings, go to the city council meetings, get them clowns out of there. Let's start over. You know, don't obey, don't comply. I walked through uh, Salt Lake City Airport and Phoenix Airport when I came up here. I was the only person in the whole damn airport not wearing a mask. The only time I put the mask on was when I had to go like this to put my arms up through TSA Robert. and then sit on the plane. I did it to walk to my seat and sat down and took it off. And I picked the window seat so I can look out the window. So that way they put the mask on. Wow, that's amazing. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> how long of a time? Uh, you know, like that and it's... <laughs> probably... I have an immune system. Everybody has an immune system. You know, we have to start standing up, <laughs> regardless of how you do it. And then uh, uh, we also started fundraising. In addition and help. I have a bumper sticker I just put on my truck. When people are sitting around, well, you know, I hope things. Hope is not a good plan. And the other one I just put on my truck: No one's coming to help. It's up to us. So you better get your ass off the couch, do something, do anything, even if you stand on a damn street corner with a sign that says, "I will not obey. I will not comply." Do something. You know? That's part of the reason we're in this mess. People became too fat and happy with that moniker. The silent majority. Well, guess what? Silence is consent. Silence is death. So we're allowing this to happen by... You know, I'm sick and tired of hearing... People on the right, well, you know, I got a job and everything. Went, well, yeah, but you sat there on Sunday watching football or baseball. And the fuck off the to couch, to couch and get the like fuck the out front there front in the street. And There was a movie in the 80s called Network. I don't know if you ever seen it. You might be even proud to years. Sounds familiar. But there's a news anchor on there. And he has this breakdown on hair, And he just starts screaming. I want you to go to your windows and open up your windows and scream as loud as you can. I'm as mad as hell and I can't I won't take that's it. It's a anymore. great quote,
0: yeah. That's uh You know who that is? I know who you're talking about. Yeah this is uh, he's a famous yeah. actor. Yeah.
1: But that's what people need to do. We need the left went out there and started screaming and so now look at we ain't got no history. The statues are gone. Never but down here in this freaking place one of the pictures that made my day was taking a picture next to the unisex bathroom what the fuck is going on
0: oh there's a unisex bathroom here huh yeah right down that.
1: there next to the men's bathroom downstairs I didn't know that you know if mm-hmm. I had a kid and you,
0: Peter you, Finch yep yep Howard Beale Ankerman Howard Beale that's yep, yep. the character.
1: great show great kind of like
0: a Walter Cronkite Cronk this was sense.
1: back in the 80s you know 1984 boy where does that come into But, you know, it's it's, what I see in society is people now have this mentality of... But the unisex
0: bathroom just had one toilet in it. You're not talking about... Yeah, but they
1: had two figures on there. I don't know what the figures were, but it was unisex, and I had to take a picture of that. But what I see with society is now it's, it's not... It's, well, that, then, well, it's mostly a, well, what's in it for me? What do I get out of it? Like it what the fuck do I get out of it? it's it's being on the border? Blowing through two pensions. Putting my day. ass on the line. Putting my guy's ass on the uh, line. You know, Trying to build another bad. veteran's organization. You know, you I get nothing out of this. Know, you, have to get, you know? You know the, the only thing I get out of this is... That was a press release. When I'm laying on my it's deathbed, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, be, what do uh, I want to look back on? That I busted my balls from nine to five, five days a week? And if I was lucky, I could take two weeks off and go to some fucking beach somewhere and take a picture? Pay my taxes and be a good little surf? Or do I want to lay on that bed and go, you know what? I tried. I tried to make a difference. I tried to help. I tried to do something for everyone. What's more important? Money ain't shit. Money ain't worth you know, it's it's not all about money.
0: Thirty trillion dollar federal debt. The U.S. dollar's is not worth much anyway. No. We, we've got some beautiful ladies here that are listening. They they enjoy your charisma, I believe.
1: The,
0: ladies, do you have a question for Tim? Not to about me, and my time's almost. How do, we, how do we
1: replicate him and make him contagious? How do we replicate <laughs> you, Tim, making
0: tea? Sounds you got to go on the stage.
1: Well, see, the the, the, the yeah, I got to get up there in a minute. Uh, What people don't understand is the vast majority of people are looking for leaders. They're looking for that first person to get off the couch and go, follow me. I did that. Have I fallen down? Yeah. But I get back up. And I stand, I go, hey. And if it's not for you, even though you did say, follow me, say, look, how about you take the charge? Like I got it to this point, I can't go any farther. Somebody else take it from here. But you gotta get people motivated and activated. And and I was just, people go, they have that mentality. Well, I'm one person, what can I do? Well, I was one person.
0: Living in your car.
1: One turns into two, two to four, four to eight, eight to 16 to, yeah. And then I had to downsize it so that we became actually more effective. So I mean, everybody has an excuse, Demonic, just like everybody has an asshole, and they all stink. They so quit making excuses, get your asshole up off the couch, dis- and do something. That's why even the movie I'm working with Anything. Uh, they, they don't
0: well said, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Foley. Tim, thank you very much.
1: You're very welcome. Anytime. I give you one of my cards.